0: Alara once was whole, but long ago the Sundering shattered the plane into five shards that drifted just beyond each other's reach. As the shards migrated, they slowly took in new shape, new life, new order. Mana ley lines were severed, denying each shard access to two colors of mana, which allowed those remaining to surge unfettered. One such shard lost its connection to blue mana. Prognostication lost its value. Higher thought drifted. The cold calculus of investigation melted. Black manna was likewise severed. Ambition forgotten. Death no longer claimed dominion over life. Pestilence abated. In this environment, life flourished and nature exploded across the shard. Massive rainforests, thick with fog and impenetrable, cover the land. Their heavy boughs and sturdy roots constantly extend sylvan fingers toward the sun and encroach precious few open plains. Mountains struggle with the canopy to reach into the clouds. Here, where nature is vigorous, the creatures are equally so. They grow to unimaginable proportions, their footfalls reminiscent of rolling thunder and disastrous earthquakes. They are feared and revered by the races that cower in their awesome shadow. This is the Shard of Naya. Naya is a world characteristic of unbridled natural growth, a realm unbound by crippling self-consciousness or disease which has allowed flora and fauna to explode. Naya is primarily aligned with green mana. It draws on surging ley lines to flourish and promotes embrace of wild ideals. Strength rules Naya. Nature is revered and its primal might manifests in massive behemoths that stalk through jungles large enough to hide towering frames. We see this illustrated beautifully in the Naya Plains Chase card, as well as the card Lush Growth, which depicts the steaming jungles. Its flavor text reads: Naya's bounty spills over upon itself. Each leaf and flower struggles against the next with thrashing thorns, acidic pollen, and strangling roots. The blossoming growth of green manna is tempered by white manna, which adds direction, structure, and supports further expansion of reverent life. Silence reigns in the idyllic plains and rolling fields suffused with white manna ley lines where herd beasts range and birds soar above through cloudless skies. White grants organization to tame raw growth. Naya's cultures have formed tight-knit societies. Its jungle and mountain ecosystems represent structured hierarchies where every creature fills a vital niche. Chaotic, destructive forces of red mana are, however, equally embraced. Jagged mountain peaks and steamed hot springs add elements of passion, of aggression and creativity, characteristic of red, to the Nayan landscape. Nature grows erratic and throws the yoke of civilization. Its beasts burn with bellicose animosity its people embody passionate freedom the amalgamation of these colors results in a brilliant canvas painted by light and growth where nature in all its aspects are revered and where dark forces gain little purchase it's a picturesque scene the pinnacle of harmony in nature if one word encapsulates the sentiment of naya it is immense fueled by surges of mana nothing little grows everything is on a shockingly grand scale Chief examples are the tropical rainforests that cover large swaths of the nyan horizon. The trees found within extend hundreds of feet skyward, their boughs and branches large enough to support entire communities. So densely packed are these jungles that precious few shards of light filter through the leaf-choke canopies to reach undergrowth. Where they strike, seedlings burst feverishly to stake claim to the sun's nourishment. Mush valleys with rushing rivers create vibrant vistas, Beyond lie rugged mountain ranges home to all manner of beast. A dense fog blankets large tracts of both forest and mountain, coating the landscape in opaque mists. This permanent fog, called the white cover, reduces visibility such that massive behemoths can go completely unnoticed, as is the case with Earl the Miststalker. Several beasts, such as the bull Ceridon, use the white cover as camouflage to hide movement and more easily hunt prey. Its flavor text reads. It holds motionless vigil, watching Naya in silence through the screen of the white cover. When it senses anything amiss, it launches forward with the uncanny sound of torn fog. There are myriad creatures, both sentient and less so, that inhabit Naya's vibrant panorama. But from the variegated species that call the shard home, none encapsulate immensity and unbound growth, more so than the godlike behemoths in whose wake forests are felled, fields are plowed, and the very earth gives way. Behemoths are Naya's primal forces made manifest. They embody the restless vigor of life, its destructive potential, as well as its bounteous bloom. Behemoths occupy the highest positions in the natural ecosystem. They fight another over hunting grounds and territorial superiority. They hunt lesser prey, and they send all manner of creatures bolting towards safety of underbrush. Beasts like the horned Cerodon run rampant through forest floor and expansive field. Even their young like the yearling, are formidable forces of nature. Others, like the species of Thokdar, are highly territorial and aggressive, which we hear in the flavor text of Wooly Thokdar. One of the most ferocious and deadly gargantuans, the Thokdar never sees its worshippers, but it often awakens surrounded by gifts and sacrifices. Naya's behemoths are variable in size, shape, temperament, and character, but a unifying feature categorizes them as gargantua, is a base power of five or greater. This is reflected in the activated and triggered abilities of several Nyan cards concerned with creatures of such immense power. Behemoths are central figures in Nyan culture, where many races worship them as gods and hunt alongside their impressive stature. The sheer enormity and power possessed by behemoths is most adeptly conveyed in the flavor text of Rake Claw Gargantuan, which states, Naya teems with gargantuans, titanic monsters to whom both nature and civilization defer. And in cliff runner Behemoth, it's revered for its power, celebrated for its grace, and feared for the avalanches triggered by its thunderous feet. Though behemoths represent the pinnacle of natural selection, they're by no means the only creatures to be feared. Amid the dense jungle foliage, massive spiders weave traps of silk and wait in silence for unsuspecting prey. They're on display in The Jungle and Ember Weaver, whose text tells of the notorious webbed hunting grounds. Weaver's webs wall off swaths of territory more effectively than any portcullis made of iron. Hellion and hydra surge through forest floor, cutting paths of fiery destruction across the jungle interior. Even species considered small pests are deceptively formidable. Dozens of ant, bug, and insect species scurry across the underbrush, standing nearly as tall as a human and strong enough to kill several. Against such unfettered growth and destruction, the sentient races of Naya must remain vigilant. But despite its dangers, the shard is home to several humanoid, civilized cultures that benefit from unity and the strength to defend themselves found in numbers. The first, and perhaps most susceptible, are bands of human warriors and shamans that dwell largely on the dangerous forest floor. Humans are survivors. They've adapted well to the uncertainty of jungle life, and revere all aspects of nature. Though initially consigned to a lightless fate in the dark roots beneath nine canopies, humans have carved out large fields of brilliant sunlight, cultivated golden lands, and erected stone structures which we see in cards like Ancient Ziggurat. Their sun seeders search for ripe, arable lands and use domesticated beasts of burden called plow beasts to clear forest and till the soil. This is given to us in the text of Sunseed Nurturer. Sunseeders quest for areas of open sky. They train plow beasts to beat back the dense jungle long enough to cultivate a crop. Groups of trackers known as drum hunters listen to the jungle's song, feel for the reverberations of gargantuan footfalls, then organize hunting sorties to track down prey startled into movement. The exuberants, meanwhile, bask in the warm embrace of life itself, extolling the glories of nature from jungle shrines or ziggurats. They sojourn across Naya to contemplate the Shard's beautiful landscape and to locate resplendent dwellings. Some, like the Gustrider exuberant, seek to claim the skies which we can hear in its flavor text. The elves claim the canopy, the Nakado claim the mountains. I suppose you think we ought to stay on the jungle floor? Above the rough and dangerous floor life of humans, Naya's elves have secured dwellings within the vast network of jungle boughs and canopies. Entire elvish cities are supported on top of Naya's massive branches, which double as superhighways, allowing an elf to travel as far as the eye can see without ever setting foot on the ground. Elves are nomadic and the most in tune with nature of the civilizations. They worship Naya's gargantuans and revere them as gods. The most widespread elf clan are the Cilian elves, whose warriors and shamans are led by the blind seer known as the Anima. The Anima speaks to the earth and listens in the indecipherable language of nature to learn the intentions of behemoths. Nyan elves busy themselves with tracking gargantua movements, divining truth from their activities, and protecting them from would-be poachers, as the flavor text of Saeselem Archer states, Our arrows are aimed not at the sacred behemoths, but at those who dare to dream of such a trophy. The god-trackers and shamans offer ritual sacrifice to placate behemoths in times of peace, or stir ire in times of war. Elvish lore holds that the soul of Alara slumbers deep under the sacred valley of the ancient in the form of an immense hydra called Progenitus. They sit in silent vigil over the valley, awaiting signs that Progenitus may awaken from its long sleep which we see illustrated in the Card Keeper of Progenitus. They believe the stirrings of the world soul will fulfill ancient prophecies with disastrous consequences. Elves are proficient warriors skilled in both short and long-range combat, supplemented by wild mages that direct the pentagression of behemoths to create a truly formidable force on the field. Beyond the lush jungles, above the opaque mists of the white cover, High amid the mountain chains sit the cat like race of Nyas Leonin called Nakatl. In ancient times, the waxing Nakatl Empire of the Clouds claimed dominion over much of the Shard's landscape. Extensive highways connected technologically advanced cosmopolitan centers, and martial prowess extended borders. But after a sect of traditional fundamentalists led by Marisi, aggrieved by the Nakatl's descent to complacency, fomented a bloody rebellion, the once lustrous empire crumbled. Now, most of Naya's Leonin rove in factional primitive tribes. The teachings of Maurice are heard in the flavor text of Nacado Savage, in which a Johnny Goldman states, Blades dull and armor dense, Maurice taught us that instinct is the only thing a true warrior needs. Leonin embrace the bestial aspects of nature. Driven by instinct and burning passion, they rely on physical strength to hunt and win the day. Outfitted with tooth, claw and primitive blades, Nakatil war prides rove the land, viciously attacking unwanted interlopers. Their skill in battle is illustrated in the Card Marisi's Twin Claws, which depicts two warriors atop a heap of fallen foes. Few Nakatil remain that keep to the traditions of the ancient empire. These Cloud Nakatil inhabit the crumbling ruins and forlorn mountaintops, hoping to return to their race's golden age. We see them in the Card Nakatil hunt pride, Wild Nakatl have descended into Naya's vast jungle valleys and sprawling plains where they continue to live by Marisi's teachings. Their contempt for the cloud prides can be heard in scathing invective present in the flavor text of Wild Nakato. The clouds sit and think, a bunch of soft paws. We are the claws of Marisi, stalking, pouncing, drawing blood. The Leonin Kasali tribe is perhaps the most notable as its members include Gisal Goldmain and his plains-walking brother Ajani. The Nakadal of Naya have thrown off the lie of civilization, reverted to primal instinct, and embraced their savage nature. Their familial prides are ever at violent odds with the humans and elves of Naya. With the coming of the Conflux and merging of Alara's shards, Naya finds itself buffeted by surges of blue and black mana that have been absent for centuries. First, this brings new perspective, new ways of thinking, and new ideas that force the shard's communities to challenge long-held beliefs. Blue mana brings with it insight and greater levels of cognition. This elevates some while completely destroying others. Strength, which had for so long dominated Naya in the form of its indomitable beasts, is now attacked by the forces of the mind. Some refuse to accept the changes to the plane such as the not Mystics and Elvish Druids, which we can hear in the flavor text. The elves of Naya were the last to acknowledge the massive shift of mana in their world. While others, like the Leonin Nakadal, embraced change and adapted, which we see illustrated in Leonin Armor Guard, that depicts a Nakadal undergoing investiture into Bant's knightly caste. Secondly, this brings decay, pestilence, and rot, as black mana leeches into all things and tarnishes the pristine wildlife. Noxious disease finds easy purchase in abundant jungles as plague spreads from the rotting shards of Grixis and Jund, which we see on display in the card Corrupted Roots. The flavor text reads, The bones of Jun's dead resurface Naya, poisoning the jungle and killing the sunseeder's crops. So too do creatures of detritus find a wealth of food and rapidly proliferate. They quickly devour whole regions of vibrant rainforest highlighted in the ardent text of Putrid Leech which states it reacted to Naya's overabundant food supply by growing additional mouths it's into this new world of explosive convergence that Mael the Anima reluctantly leads the peoples and behemoths of Naya such tempestuous lashing of isolated shards brings forth flashpoints of violence and war Supplied with the greatest natural warriors and fiercest beasts, Mael commands a Nian army to confront encroachment by other shards, and stake claim to new realms. A sentiment given to us in the flavor text of Meglanoth. When the shards merged, Mael found herself the general of Naya's mightiest army. While the card Not Fine Paladin highlights moments of cooperation, as a Knight of Bant joins the Nian behemoths. In it, Mael remarks that he's part of a new breed of guardian, one who embraces the best of both his world and ours. Naya, a shard heavily steeped in green manna, a landscape of abundant plenty where the footfalls of its massive behemoths reverberate through verdant jungles. It's a world that embraces nature, reveres simplicity, and fosters communities of growth. It's at times dangerously unpredictable, at times harmoniously organized, and always a source of beauty and awe. But much is changing, with the conflicts, Naya's denizens must adapt to new landscapes, new forces of nature, must distinguish friend from foe, and must staunchly defend their lands or risk falling to the deadly machinations of other shards. A new world order rises on Alara. Will Naya change to meet its greatest challenge it has ever faced? Thanks so much for watching and listening to the Shard of Naya Explained, and stay tuned for future episodes in which we'll explore the remaining Shards of Alara. Now, I want to hear from you. Let me know your thoughts on Naya's Behemoths, which culture is your favorite, as well as suggestions for future videos in the comments below. And if you're a fan of lore and storytelling, be sure to subscribe to the channel, check out the podcast or the blog, where content is uploaded frequently. A huge shout out to all of my supporters over on Patreon. Your patronage means the world to me and helps the channel grow and improve. If you're interested in becoming a lore luminary for access to me, a great community, Written scripts and early video drops. Check out patreoncom slash brands to learn more. Until next time, go forth and explore the lore.